The Epistle to the Romans, a foundational text of Christian theology, is widely attributed to the Apostle Paul. This consensus is virtually unanimous among biblical scholars and theologians. W. Harold Mayer's analysis situates the composition of this epistle towards the conclusion of Paul's third missionary journey. Specifically, it pinpoints Paul's stay in Corinth, a major city of ancient Greece, during the winter transition from A.D. 56 to A.D. 57 as the time and place of its writing. This timeline is corroborated by scriptural references, notably in Acts 20, 2, 3, which document Paul's travels and activities during this period. During his stay in Corinth, Paul was not merely resting or taking refuge. He was actively engaged in a significant project for the early Christian community. He was in the process of organizing a collection of funds, a generous contribution from the churches of Macedonia, with Philippi being a notable contributor, and Achaia, the region where Corinth served as a prominent urban center. The purpose of this collection was altruistic and community-oriented. It was intended to support the impoverished saints residing in Jerusalem, a point Paul emphasizes in Romans 15.25-26. This act of charity accentuates the interconnectedness and mutual support among the early Christian congregations spread across different geographical locations. Further evidence supporting Corinth as the writing location of the epistle is found in the latter part of the text, specifically in Romans 16. 1. 2. Here, Paul makes a special mention of Phoebe, recognizing her as a servant of the church at Centria. Centria was not just any location, but was strategically situated near Corinth, serving as the port of Corinth, and playing a significant role in the region's social and religious landscape. Paul's commendation of Phoebe to the church in Rome signifies the network of early Christian communities and their leaders, and also affirms the mobility and reach of early Christian missions, facilitated by such key individuals and the letters they carried. Also, Mayer's interpretation of the epistle to the Romans delves into the identity and origins of its recipients, shedding light on the Apostle Paul's intended audience. In his analysis, Mayer asserts the specific mention of the recipients in Romans 1, 7, where Paul addresses the letter to all in Rome who are loved by God and called to be saints. This direct reference not only pinpoints the Roman church as the primary addressee, but also highlights their distinct status as a community beloved by God and called to a holy purpose. Mayer reinforces the authenticity of Paul's address to the Roman Christians by noting the consistent mention of in Rome, on Rome, across all the major ancient Greek manuscripts. This uniformity across manuscripts indicates the clear and deliberate intention of Paul to communicate with the Christian community in Rome, affirming the epistle's targeted audience and rooting it in a specific historical and geographical context. Moreover, Mayer explores the probable genesis of the Roman Church, proposing a fascinating origin story tied to the events of the Feast of Pentecost, as described in the Acts of the Apostles. He suggests that the church's foundational members were likely a mix of Jews and Gentile proselytes who had journeyed from Rome to Jerusalem to partake in the Pentecost festivities. Mayer cites Acts 2.10.11, which specifically mentions visitors from Rome to support this hypothesis. These individuals, according to Mayer, encountered the transformative preaching of Peter during Pentecost, leading to their conversion and subsequent return to Rome as bearers of the new faith. This encounter not only marked the inception of their spiritual journey, but also laid the cornerstone for the establishment of the Roman Church, a community recognized and addressed by Paul in his epistle. 
Mayer's interpretation thus provides a multifaceted understanding of the Roman recipients of Paul's letter, encompassing their identity, the confirmation of their location in scriptural and historical texts, and the potential origins of their faith community. Furthermore, Mayer provides a detailed examination of the Apostle Paul's motivations and intentions behind writing his epistle to the Romans. Paul, a central figure in the spread of Christianity among Gentiles, had traversed various regions, including parts of Asia Minor, Greece, and Antioch of Syria, zealously spreading the message of Christ. Despite his extensive missionary journeys, Paul had yet to visit Rome, a significant center of the early Christian movement. His letter to the Romans thus served multiple purposes, reflecting both his pastoral care and strategic vision for the expansion of the gospel. Paul's aspiration to preach in areas where Christ was not yet known fueled his desire to visit Rome, a strategic waypoint on his projected journey to Spain, a region untouched by his missionary work. He articulates this desire explicitly in the epistle, expressing a longing to meet the Roman believers personally, Romans 1.11, and to enlist their support for his mission to Spain, Romans 15.24. However, Mayer maintains that Paul's letter was far more than a mere announcement of his travel plans. It was a profound doctrinal treatise, addressing critical theological issues pertinent to both Jewish and Gentile members of the Roman Church. These believers, coming from diverse cultural and religious backgrounds, likely faced unique challenges in reconciling their beliefs and practices. Paul's epistle, therefore, aimed to unify these groups, providing doctrinal clarity and fostering a cohesive Christian identity. It dived into complex theological discussions, grounding the Roman Christians in a shared understanding of the gospel. In summary, Mayer portrays Paul's epistle to the Romans as a meticulously crafted document, embodying Paul's pastoral concern, missionary strategy, and theological depth. It was a pivotal connection between Paul and the Roman believers, setting the groundwork for his anticipated visit and furthering the collective mission of the Church in Rome and beyond. Last but not least, Mayer elucidates several profound theological concepts. Central to Paul's teachings is the idea of universal and original sin. This concept outlines that all humans are inherently sinful from birth, encapsulating the total depravity of mankind. Despite this innate sinfulness, Paul points out the gospel's universal applicability, offering salvation to both Jews and Gentiles, thereby erasing the divisions of ethnicity and culture. Mayer reiterates Paul's argument concerning the testimony of God as manifested in the natural world. The orderly and intricate design of the universe serves as undeniable evidence of a divine creator. This makes humanity's indifference or rejection of God indefensible, as the existence of God is evident through His creation. At the heart of Paul's message is the doctrine of justification by faith. This doctrine posits that faith in Jesus Christ, rather than human deeds, is the pathway to righteousness and justification before God. The blessings that emerge from this justification are transformative, leading to a renewed relationship with God. In addition, Mayer sheds light on Paul's discourse on God's sovereignty, particularly demonstrated through divine election and mercy. This concept repeats God's ultimate authority and His gracious choice to extend mercy, irrespective of human merit. Finally, Mayer underlines the practical implications of Paul's teachings in the daily lives of believers. Paul provides guidance on how faith should influence behavior, advocating for a life that mirrors one's faith and commitment to God. This encompasses not just a personal transformation, 
but also a communal responsibility to live out the gospel's principles, fostering a society that aligns with the teachings of Christ. In conclusion, the Epistle to the Romans penned by the Apostle Paul is a seminal text in Christian theology. According to W. Harold Mayer, it was written in Corinth around A.D. 56-57 during Paul's third missionary journey, as Paul was gathering a collection for Jerusalem's poor, reflecting early Christian communities' solidarity. Further, Mare's analysis specifies the Roman Christians as the epistle's recipients, a point consistently supported by ancient Greek manuscripts. He suggests that the Roman church may have begun with Pentecost pilgrims from Rome, transformed by Peter's preaching in Jerusalem, as indicated in Acts 2, 11 Besides, Paul's reasons for writing were multifaceted. He had not yet visited Rome but saw the city as a strategic site for his mission, hoping to gain support for his journey to Spain. The letter is not just a travel itinerary, but a profound doctrinal exposition aimed at unifying Jewish and Gentile believers in Rome. It addresses theological complexities, fostering a unified Christian identity and understanding of the gospel among diverse believers. Additionally, Mayer underscores Paul's theological concepts, notably the universality of sin and the gospel's salvation for all, transcending ethnic and cultural divisions. Paul contends that God's existence is evident in nature, rendering humanity's denial of God unjustifiable. Central is the doctrine of justification by faith. Righteousness before God comes through faith in Jesus Christ, not human deeds. Paul discusses God's sovereignty and mercy, emphasizing His ultimate authority and gracious mercy. The practical implications of Paul's teachings are also accentuated, advocating for a life reflecting one's faith and commitment to God's principles, indicating not only personal transformation, but also a communal responsibility to embody the gospel's teachings. Lastly, Mayer's comprehensive examination presents the Epistle to the Romans as a rich, complex text that offers profound theological insights and guidance, playing a pivotal role in the formation and instruction of the early Christian community.